What's you up, already, Tony Fleming? You already know what it so is. You had to come yeah. back at him. It's Christ. It's talk Yo, to bring me a hundred books. It's a little dark in here. Now mine's right over here. It's about time we light this city up. We gon' see how bad they want it. Turn the lights on in here. We living our dreams. What kind of sacrifice you make? I see you got potential. I can be a sponsor. Show you how a book can change your life at my concert. You can be a star to be a star without the comments. You gotta change a few things, but you gotta give your offer. Wanna be a baller? Shot caller. Got a few books for you. You should read all of them. Wanna be a baller? Welcome everybody to uh, our 8 a.m. book club call. Uh, we've been doing this book club for, man, 15 years, 16 years, 17 years, 18. I don't know how long we've been doing it. We've been doing it a long time. And we call our, we call our uh, book club the book of the moment, not the book of the month, because we usually go over this book in a month time we don't really just do it in a month so we'll say the book of the moment so the moment now is the compound effect by mr darren hardy now we do these book clubs because feel like that how we grew up how most people grew up our thought process comes from our zip codes so what do you mean by that well the zip code we grew up in the things that we heard in that zip code the, the things that people said uh, growing up, the things that our parents said, the things that our, our, our friends said, the things that our co or not even co we would even work in then, but that whole environment, that whole zip code environment, and the thought process that were that that was at that point in our life is what programmed us and groomed us. Now, were there good people in our lives? Yep, a lot of good people. Did you have good parents? Yep. A lot of good parents. But were there any were there any people in our lives that trained us financially? All right, let's jump into the book. Well, you know, usually before that, it's something that we do every Saturday morning. Let's see if we could do that right quick. Warren Buffett once said, the more you learn, the more you earn. Warren Buffett, one of the wealthiest humans on the planet, is famous for reading more than five hours every day. Bill Gates reads one book per week. Mark Cuban, three hours a day. Oprah, well, she's just obsessed with books. Notice the common theme here? Successful people never stop learning. You're trying to get your freedom. You're trying to learn how to read. You're trying to escape. Uh-uh. It's Saturday and it's 8 a.m., folks. It's that time. Time for the 8 a.m. blog talk book club. Let's go, folks. It's time to stimulate the mind. Time to hear thought-provoking words. When we read, your imagination improves. You become smarter. It reduces the stress. Yes, that's right. It reduces the stress. Let's go, folks. We're going to start with uh, page 59 where it says, start thinking your way out of instant gratification, out of that instant gratification trap. So it says, we understand that scarfing part tarts won't slenderize our waistline 
we realize that logging three hours a night watching Dancing with the Stars and NCIS leaves us with three few hours to read a good book or listen to terrific audio. You know, a lot of people now uh, are listening to audios instead of reading books. And I still believe that reading books is better. But I think if you could do anything, just do audio. Do something that's going to give you new information because if you're not getting information from books or audios, where are you getting it from? The news? Who you, where are you getting it from? Your buddies? So to me, I used to always, because I'm an audio guy. I love listening to stuff in my car. But when it came to books, I always was the guy that says, man, you need to focus. And I still believe on this. But it takes time for a lot of people, a lot of people on the run, they're busy. And so they get the audio. And it's cool. It's cool. But I know a lot of times when you get the audio, this is one of the things that happens when you're in the car. If you listen to it in the car or you, I don't know, you might be at home listening to it, but in the car, usually what happens, uh, the cell phone will ring. And so you pick up the cell phone. Hey, what's up, man? And you start talking, guess what? The audio is still playing in the background because you just turned it down. You didn't really, you didn't really stop it. So now you're going to talk for about 20, 30 minutes. And then you got the phone, audio still playing, but you just missed 30 minutes of the information. Or a lot of different things happen while you're doing that. So with, with reading, you have to shut this down if you grab the phone, then pick it back up. That's just one example. That's just one example. But, you know, when you, you think about reading or listening to audio, it's still the best way to get information. It's still the best way to feed your mind and starve your doubts because you have to keep feeding your mind because those negative thoughts are going to keep showing up every morning. They show up relentlessly. As soon as you wake up, those thoughts are going to show up every single morning. They don't go away. They are there like clockwork. I don't care how, old you, how older you get. The key is to block those thoughts and override those thoughts with new thoughts, with different thoughts that you get from books, that you get from uh, audios, that you get from training classes. All right, so it says, uh, we get that merely purchasing great running shoes doesn't make us a marathon ready, or make, make us marathon ready. We're a rational species. At least that's why what we tell ourselves. So why are we so irrationally enslaved by so many bad habits? It's because our need for immediate gratification. Listen to that. Our need to, for immediate gratification because right now the world gives you that. You want to listen to a song, you can just pull it up right quick. You know, you want to listen to it, uh, you can just go pull it up right quick on YouTube. You know, back in the day, you know, old school, if you wanted to hear a song, you had to you know, you'd go get the album, I guess, and put it on, or, you know, used to wait on the radio till that song came on. <laughs> yeah, the wait now, you can go, you can click YouTube, you can click uh, your songs, you can click your music list, and you got it right quick, or anything is instant. Now, everything, that's not good for everything, though. Immediate gratification can turn us into the most reactive, non-thinking animals around. Immediate gratification turns us into the most reactive, non-thinking animals around. 
So if you if you take a bite of Big Mac and of a Big Mac and immediately fell to the ground clutching your chest from a heart attack, you might not go back to take that second bite. You know, because Big Mac is not good for you. I know some of y'all can't wait to get one today. Big Mac has nothing in there that's good for you. And and a lot of us know it. But what he's saying is, if you if you really want the full effect, if you were to take a bite and then you will clutch your chest and fall to the floor, because really that's eventually that's going to happen to you if you keep eating them. You know, you're going to keep eating them and, and then... You know, then there's death in the family, I put it that way. And people say, oh, God, cancer did it to my to my uncle. Cancer, you know, that, that evil word. And I'm not saying it's not an evil word. I'm not saying cancer is bad. I'm saying we don't look at, you know, we're not going to say there lays a man who ate 850,000 Big Macs. We're not going to say that. And we're not going to even blame it on that. There's something else that happens. But he's saying if you ate one and you fell to the ground and died, then you would understand what you're actually putting in your body. He says, if your next puff of a cigarette instantly mutated your face into a weathered 85-year-old, chances are you'll pass on that too. So, you 25 years old, you take another puff of that cigarette, and the next thing you know, you look into the mirror, a friend of yours look into the mirror, and she turned 85 just like that. Now, you looking at her, <laughs> you're going to throw that cigarette away right quick because you don't want to look that way if it happened. If you fail to make the 10th call today and were immediately fired and bankrupted, Suddenly picking up the phone would not be a no-brainer. See, you know, you say, well, I don't like making phone calls. I don't like to do this and that. Okay, so you fail to do that. All right? What if you got fired? Or what if you just, your whole business bankrupt because you didn't make that call? I know that sounds crazy, but it could happen. So now that 10th call won't, see, won't seem as bad, right? Because the consequences that come with it. But we don't look at it that way, but the consequences that come with it. Now watch this. This is my one I hate. And if that first forkful of cake, you know, chocolate cake, you know, that chocolate cake that's uh, yellow on the inside and chocolate on the outside that y'all try to call something else, y'all want to call it a, 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 a yellow cake or something, it's chocolate cake. It just got yellow on the inside, but it's still chocolate cake. So if I were to get a fork of that chocolate cake, and I instantly put 50 pounds on, because I ate a piece the other day, and I'm thinking, boy, I feel like I just put some on. I went for a walk right quick. But I instantly put 50 pounds on. I'm going to say no thank you to that cake after that. I'm not. I'm, but see, that's not happening. That's not happening with the Big Mac. It's not happening with the cake. It's not happening with uh, the phone calls. But it is happening. Slowly. It's not happening instantly. It's happening, though. 
Every time you do it, every time you eat that cake, every time it's piling on. I always say everything counts. Every time you do something, it's adding up. 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 Now, he says it's time to wake up and realize that the habits you indulge in could be compounding your life into repeated disaster. The slightest adjustments to your daily routines can dramatically alter the outcomes in your life. Again, I'm not talking about quantum leaps. I'm not talking about the slightest adjustments, then all of a sudden, tomorrow you slim and trim, you know, like me. You know, like tomorrow you slim and trim, you got a six-pack like me. They're not saying that. It's not, that's not what he's saying. It's not going to be any quantum, quantum leaps like that. Or overall over of your personality and your character. It might even be super small. He says, the best illustration I can give you is to emphasize the power of small adjustments that a plane traveling from Los Angeles to New York City. If the nose of the plane is pointed only 1% off, so here's the nose, and it goes like 1% off. That's a little little more than 1%, but I'm going to go up and say right, 1% off. Almost an invisible adjustment when the plane's sitting in the tarmac in Los Angeles, it will ultimately end up about 150 miles off course, arriving either upstate in Albany or in Dover, Delaware. Such is the case for your habits. A single poor habit, which doesn't look like much in the moment, can ultimately lead you miles off course of your goals and dreams from the direction that you want to go and the life that you want to desire by that thing just being off just a tad bit. You know, or doing something that's a little less. Like he said, read five pages from the book. You read one. He says, um, do these certain things every single day. You do one or two of them. You know, I use Mr. Rudolph's sweet potato pie. Mr. Rudolph has a list of stuff. Mr. Rudolph say, put all these ingredients in there. You go, you put the ingredients in that you want. He says, most people drift through life without devoting much conscious energy to figuring out specifically what they want. You know how in the um, the Napoleon Hill book, was it the devil? What, what were we talking about in that book? He talks about drifting. He talks about drifting so much that you you know you run ashore just by drifting. Just every day you drifting just a little bit, just a little bit, just a little bit. And next thing you know, you're offshore. And he says, most people drift through life without devoting much conscious energy to figuring out specifically what they want and what they need to do to take themselves there. He said, I want to show you how to ignite your passion and help you aim your unstoppable creative power in the direction of your heart's dreams and desires. I'm going to help you aim at it. 
first we got to unroot bad habits, and that have grown into mighty oaks. See, a lot of these bad habits are when your body overrides your mind, meaning that you have done them so many times that your body just naturally does it, and it overrides your thoughts and your mind. You know, I always give the example of myself. Uh, I had a condo when I first, well, I had a condo in like 1997 in, in Smyrna, Georgia, right outside of Atlanta. And in my condo, when you leave out the, the, the door, you would go down a long driveway to go out to the street. And it was a long driveway because you was going through different communities. And I used to get in my car and I would say, Tony, when I go out to the main street, I'm going to turn left. Now, I've been turning right for two or three years, been standing two or three years. But now I'm going to turn left because I'm just going to turn left. And said I'm going to turn left, but I've been turning right for three years. But this morning, I'm going to turn left as soon as I get in the car. And I'm thinking about turning left. But halfway down, it's a habit. It takes over. Because a habit is when your body takes, it controls your mind. So now my body has been going to the right for so long. When I get ready to leave out, I'm going to go right, even though I said I was going to go left. And you, I turn right, and I'm going down. I was like, man, I said I was going to go left. The next day, I do the same thing. I'm going to go left. Drive down. And the next thing you know, I'm turning right again. So we're going to wrap it up today with that. Right.